Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 763, recorded live on 6-3-2023. And here are your hosts, the man who is dealing with the heat in Wisconsin, Dave Pillow. Yo. And the man who is dealing with the heat here in Michigan, Andy Lowe. Hi. How, how bad is it there in Michigan? Oh, it was topping out in 90s. Yeah, that's that's about what it was here. Mm-hmm. Like right now, it is 73 degrees outside. Uh, give me one sec, and I will tell you, right now, outside, it is 80 degrees. Inside, in this room in particular, it is 85 degrees. Oof, oof. Well, I didn't turn on the air. If we haven't turned the air on, uh, and I've had the computer running... That would do it. That would do it. The computer is hot. Yeah, it is. Pardon me. Oh, yeah. Hmm. There are some breaks in our Echo B data. Andy, I can barely hear you, sir. Our Echo B had some outages, it seems like, over the last 24 hours. That's very strange. But man, I really need to. So we we added some more insulation up in the ceiling. So it's not as bad as it was last year, temperature difference-wise in the house. Mm-hmm. It's basically a, let's see, yesterday at 10.15 p.m., that was with the peak times before the uh, AC really kicked on. It was 75.7 up in Megan's room, and the living room was down at 70. So it was a five-degree difference. Sorry, no. Yeah, five-degree difference, right? No, six, seven, whatever it was. But they seemed to be pretty close. Before we put the extra insulation on the top, there was it was a major temperature difference. Yeah, I had someone come and look to see if it was worth trying to do something for my house, and he basically said, like, no, it's not really going to do you any good. And I was oh. like, but, but, what? <laughs> yeah, if now if I just need to... Uh... Well, I realized that, you know, when I'm not out on the road working for the new job, I'm at home in the basement. So we were going to get the, um, we haven't had any radon testing in the house since we moved in. So we were going to get that done. Oh, yes. Radon tests are very important. Yes. We we got one done before we, you know, before we moved in. But that was six years ago. And did, I presume six years ago, it did not come out that like you had to get radon mitigation. Nope. Everything was fine in the house. Okay. That's, that's okay then. Yeah. So like, you know, do we need to retest that sort of thing there, but need to... Um, I mean, if it wasn't bad when you moved in, the likelihood of it being bad now is pretty low. If you are worried about it, I would recommend picking up a battery-powered leave-it-in-the-basement radon tester. Yeah, probably one of the continuous radon monitors. Yeah, which reminds me, I need to get mine back from my team lead. I let him borrow it because he had a new house. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, did you guys do any radon testing? And he's like, no. I'm like, oh, you might want to do that. And he's like, why? I'm like, because radon is bad here. (laughs) Yep. And he was like, oh. And then he got it tested, and it was like in his brand new house that he just had built way over the limit. Oh, jeez. So he was a little upset. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, it wasn't. There were no issues when we bought the house, but... So one of those things where it's like, you know, want to make sure there are no new, you know, cracks or leaks in the foundation. Yeah, just go pick up, like, have Amazon. In fact, I should just do it for you. 
and just get it delivered to your place. <laughs> you mean like that non-contact voltage tester? Exactly. Oh, maybe not. Never mind. <laughs> I forgot. They're like $150. Oh. The, non- the non-contact voltage tester, like, that was what, like five bucks? Five, six bucks, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. If, if these were that cheap, I would send you one. Um, go buy one, Andy. Okay. There are a ton of them on Amazon. There's even an EcoSense. So maybe that would tie into your, your home automation stuff. That would be interesting. But yeah, no, I, that was the first thing. And then the second thing is I need to get the uh, HVAC load balanced. But um, the HVAC guys wanted me to have somebody come in and do one of those like whole house um tests inspections yes but no we're like they they put the thing over the door and they overpressurize the inside of your house to try and look for leaks interesting it's either they overpressurize or they underpressurize one of the two they 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 do something with the pressure in the house and they can use I think they overpressurize it because then I think they release like, you know, they have like the little like smoke wisp things. Yeah. And, and then what, they, like look for where it comes out of your house? Yes. Or they, you know, they try around windows and doors and <clears throat> outlets to see if, you know, if that's where the, the stuff is leaking. And then they do thermal, you know, thermal camera inspections and that sort of stuff. Okay. But no surprise, they're kind of busy right now. With a lot of other people asking to do the same thing? Well, no, just with HVAC issues. Because nobody, nobody, you know, tests the HVAC until it's 90 degrees outside. Until it's hot. Yeah. Yep, yep. Or, you know, 85 degrees in this room. Yep. Too hot. I was considering moving my my entire computer to the basement. <laughs> it's an unfinished basement, but I was thinking of just moving everything down there just so that it's cooler. Oh, jeez. No, it's at work. We're in the middle of the motor project, which is our once a once a year uh, system upgrade for the state police. Mm-hmm. So all this week, I'm going to be driving over to Marshall to the state police post there, and they have a big pole barn in the back. And all I'm going to be doing is upgrading equipment inside the police vehicles. I really hope that barn's going to be tolerable, air conditioned. <laughs> At least, at least, you know, I'm not going to be in direct sunlight, so that's going to be a plus. But yeah, no, I, I have recently ordered, because I have to wear a collared shirt and pants. Oof. So I can't, you know, I can't go to t-shirt and shorts. That doesn't work. So I've I've gone and found, like, you know, the, the golf pants, the nice, you know, yep. lightweight material pants. And I've ordered a bunch of that. So that should all be getting delivered. I, I highly recommend. It's, it's a little late because you've ordered them. But the next time you order them, uh, the company 32 Degree. Oh, yeah. No, I'm literally wearing a 32 Degree shirt right now. Yeah. Well, they make, like, really nice polos and really nice khakis. They make khakis? Are you what? Yeah. And they're so they're so thin, Andy. They're so thin and so light. It's fantastic. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. I've always been grabbing them for like sleepwear. No, no. They make some like nice. Like I have a couple thirty-two degree polo shirts for when I go on on customer site, and I've got thirty-two degree khaki, and like it's great. I'll have to check that out. Well, I'll get these other ones in here. It's Amazon, so if I don't like them, I'll just, you know. Send them back. Yep. Yep. Hmm. Uh, Highly recommend the 32 degrees stuff. I'll have to take a look at that. But yes, no, I'm literally wearing the shirt right now. Yeah. I think it was Thursday. I was literally wearing head to toe nothing but 32 degrees. (laughs) Mesh panel. 
underwear, pants, shirt. Yeah, I've got the mesh panel active shirt. I'm looking at it right now. Yep. Yep. But yeah, no, we'll we'll see how these because the golf stuff, you know, is basically meant to be, you know, <laughs> have movement, and you know, it's outside in the summer. So I've had good good luck with them so far. But we can try the other stuff. If this doesn't work. Cool. Plus, the the, the stuff I'm buying is cheap because I'm literally going to be rolling around the trunk of police cars and the back seat right. of police cars, messing with radio equipment. Yes. So, you know, I have a feeling these things, you know, my clothing is not going to be long for this world. (laughs) I have to buy cheap because it will not last. Mm -hmm. I have bought expensive stuff in the past. Does not last much longer. Nope. (sighs) So, yeah, so that's going to be my next week. It's also Isaac's last week of kindergarten. So somehow we've survived an entire school year. Oh, my God. The poor kid. Yep done with the first year of school then we'll go he's got the summer program luckily the summer program is at the uh, daycare that megan goes to so, so the two one stop still one stop in the morning yep one place to pick him up which is there's been a couple of times where i've had to uh or kate or i have had to basically like you know leave in order to grab the other one because the way the traffic was we won't be able to hit the two stops but yeah, one one stop should be fine. Ooh. Cool. So I um I started doing three D printing again. Oh, playing with my three D printer, and I bought a thing, a, a file, and I go to get the file and prep it for the printer, and I put it in, and it errors, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I put it into this other analyzer pro program and the analyzer program errors and so i'm like well this analyzer program's open source so i go to their gitlab and i post saying like hey this happened uh sorry their github not gitlab uh their github and i post that this happened and they're like oh yeah that's not us that's the the software you were using to prep it but like we'll contact them and let them know (laughs) and then the other the other software posted in the the same thread and going like yeah sorry about that that's a a bug in 5.2.1 It'll be fixed in 5.2.2. Cool. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Can I get a fix now? Yeah, it's 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 kind of both fun and scary when like you have these manufacturers and software people that you don't who are think so responsive. Yes, who who you don't think know that they know each other, but they do. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's probably a pretty tight knit industry. Well, yeah. No, it was the same thing with the broadcasters. I was having an issue with our satellite receiver box. <laughs> receiving um, relays from CBS radio. So the, the box is manufactured by one person. The It is um, on another company's satellite network. Another company, CBS, is the one actually sending out the information. And then there's another company who um, is the one that, because I turned it into Livewire, which is the audio over IP format. So there's another company who does the audio over IP format. And it was really scary when I started going down this chain of command where the guy was like, oh, I'll I'll talk to Tony. And I'm just like, wait, who's Tony? It's like, oh, Tony's the guy who, over at CBS. It's like, yeah, we used to work together, so we still chat all the time. And well, Tony I mean, was like looking at there and he's like, yeah, don't bother contacting the actual manufacturer. That's Bill. He's a pain in the ass. You're not going to get anything through him. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> 
So this guy knows Tony. Tony knows Bill. Don't talk to Bill. Don't talk to Bill because Bill's apparently a fan of yes. But like the same thing would have to be true of like if someone were doing something in, in radios in southeast Michigan, southwest Michigan, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, Andy did that. Yeah. yeah. They, like they know you. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, don't talk to this guy. Talk to this guy. Here, well, you know, I'll talk to him about this and we'll figure out what's going on. It's like, oh, I was not expecting this very quick response for the thing. It was still took, you know, weeks because, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, this is probably going to be a code thing and I got to go through our whole quality control. And I'm like, well, thanks. But yeah, just like you, I'm like, can I get the fix now? <laughs> nope. Nope. I'll just have to work around it. Okay, but at least you know it's a problem. And then you look at the updated patch notes and you see that line in the patch notes and you're like, that was me. I did that. I did that. <laughs> so what were you trying to print? Uh, a giant, like, fantasy worm. Ah. It didn't work. I was sad. And then I bought more equipment <laughs> because that's, that's what you do, right? Like, you just buy more equipment. I've actually got this little um, fidget spinner and a dinosaur in front of me that were 3D printed that I picked up at the Western Michigan STEM thing that I took the kids to. The, me? Yeah, it's a cool little a fidget, dinosaur. A, a 3D printed fidget spinner? Yeah. I assume the parts are 3D printed. Well, it's like this, it's a circle thing. Yeah. And it's got like gears. Uh-huh. So it's it's kind of like the, that angled gear system setup. I don't remember exactly what okay. it is. Okay. So it's, it's not a fidget spinner in the sense of like what was classically called a fidget spinner. Oh, no, no, no. If you hold it in the center, you can yeah. spin the outside ring uh-huh. and it will spin. It actually like spins. Continuously? Yeah. Like it will, con- it will keep going for a while? Yes. I swear it was over here, but then the kids were over here, and so, so everything is... is there a ball bearing involved in this somewhere? No, it's just a pretty well-done 3D print job. All right. If I find it, I'll show you a video, but it's... We did some cleaning over here, too, so everything's a little... That's that's okay, Andy. Yeah. <clears throat> There's plenty of them around here. They had a whole big pile of them on the table, and I took one for the kids, and then Isaac took one for both him and Megan, and then Megan just grabbed a couple of them, threw them in the bag, and we're just like, oh. <laughs> I come home, and I'm like, we have so many of these things. <laughs> Why do we have so many of these? Well, I thought Megan would want one. Oh, I, I grabbed one for both of you. Oh, and Megan just grabbed stuff. So should we do topics? Yeah, we should probably do topics. So... Um, I don't actually have this on the list, but um, there was supposed to be a Falcon 9 launch today from Florida, but that got delayed. Um, because of... The weather. The weather. Spe- yeah, speaking of the weather, uh, thunderstorms, I do believe. Ah. But uh, it got pushed back to tomorrow. So there are going to be two Falcon 9 launches from Florida. One is at 5 in the morning, and the other one is going to be at noon. Two okay. launches... Okay. From Florida. Seven hours apart. Yeah. One's going to be at Cape Canaveral. The other one is going to be at uh, the Kennedy Space Center. I mean, is it, do you think it's going to be the same team? I don't know. That's what, I'm very curious about that because it's the, the launch complex. It's going to be like one. It's got to be two. No, it's got to be two teams. And, yes. And here's why I say that. Because there's no way that the mission profiles don't overlap. Like the timing of the first one, it's going to launch at 5 in the morning. The, the, the rocket in orbit is still going to be there. Well, the first the one is a... the second one. Yeah, the first one's, I think, is a Starlink launch, and the second one is a International Space Station. 
um, uh, resupply. I was going to say refuel, but no, that doesn't work. So what is the, okay, so here's your lift. Uh, Starlink satellites deploy at one hour and five minutes after launch. Oh, that's okay. It could be the same group then. But I feel that's like they're- a long day. I feel like, you know, the it, how many like launch, like do they do, they do their launch? They've got to have somebody at, on the ground in Florida, right? They, they don't have- I'm sure they do. Yeah. I don't know. For the amount of stuff that SpaceX, you know, puts online, I, I haven't really... I'd love to actually see, the, you know, the nuts and the bolts. Like an actual SpaceX launch? Yes. Like, okay, you know, here are, here's the ground crew here in Florida. Here's, you know, mission control over in Texas or wherever. You know, this is when it gets handed off between the two of them. Because they did that all the time during the Apollo missions. It was They had the crew in Florida for the actual launch of the Saturn Vs. And then Houston. Yep. And- Houston, and then, and then uh, it was just Houston, right? There was nothing in Atlanta. Uh, no, there wasn't. Or not Atlanta, Atlanta, Alabama, Huntsville. What's in Huntsville? Huntsville's the rocket lab. Okay, it's that's just where the they lab. were. That's well, that's basically where they were designed and built. Right. That's also where Space Camp is, but you know, that's where a Space Camp is. That's true. There's also one in California. Yes, the original one was in Alabama. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that should be interesting to see tomorrow. Are you going to wake up to watch the, the no. rockets? <laughs> You're like, not worth it to me. Nope. If, I, you know, if I'm awake at 5 o'clock in the morning, like I, I think I woke up at 5.30 this morning for some random reason. Child-based, probably. No, actually. They were, they were both... Uh, Isaac slept in until about 8.15. Megan slept in until about 8.30 this morning, so... They they weren't actually the problem. I just one of those things where I just woke up. I think uh, other my, topics. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Get me off of my rambling. Um. Yeah. Let's let's cut. Move. It, bring it back. Okay. More bring SpaceX. More SpaceX. Quick news. Uh, the Falcon Nine okay. has yes. launched successfully over two hundred times now. That's a lot of launches. Yep. But I, I mean, they're different rockets, right? It's not yes. a single Falcon Nine rocket has launched two hundred mm, times. No. But what is the current record for oh, a single Falcon rocket? Uh, let's see. <clears throat> da, 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 da. List of Falcon 9 first stage boosters. Because it's block block 5 now are the current ones, right? Yeah. Uh, block 1049 has flown, nope, 14... 15. It looks like um, the current certification uh, yeah, 15 launches is the current certification limit. Okay. So they can't launch more than 15 times. Yes. They have two of them that have reached 15. Looks like there's uh, another one is currently on four. A couple of them are currently on 14. So there are two boosters that have reached 15 flights, and they're looking to uh, extend the certification to 20 flights. So that would be interesting. It is very impressive. Yes. (laughs) What's really funny, though, is the fact that um, the landing the landings of the falcon Mm -hmm. 9 rockets i think actually have are starting to outpace the actual successful launches of any of the other uh, orbital rockets (laughs) that they've successfully landed this rocket more times than other rockets were launched yes not just that they've launched it more times they have landed it more times. they have landed it more times successfully 
So that's just crazy. That is nuts. Yep. Um, oh, they, they uh, announced that they're going to uh, put Ship 25 and Booster 9 for uh, Starship for the next orbital flight test. Yay! Which is interesting because Ship 25 is part of the earlier versions of the, the Starship. So there, there are actually more advanced ships with you know the better designs and everything um, that have been built. But they're going to go ship twenty five and booster nine. I think they're going to go with ship twenty five just because they have already done you know some cryogenic testing with it and that sort of thing. So they've already done some of the the pre flight checklist with it. Well, and, I, there's also the question of like, what are they going to get um, FAA clearance on, right? Oh, that's true. So they might need to get the the um, older stuff. Sorry, so my headphones they won't, are they won't have weird. To... Is my phone not? And when I put my phone over the headphones cord, it's making noise, <laughs> and it's a regular pattern. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm trying to figure out what part of my phone would be doing that. Because that's definitely, it's not GSM. That's what used to do it all the time. Right. I wonder if it's the wireless charging. Oh, I don't know. That my phone is like trying to wirelessly charge the headphone cord. These, I should, these are really old headphones. Like they are, okay, not really old, but they're like a good 15 years old. Ooh, that's fun. (laughs) I'm, I'm experimenting with this now. I wish you could hear it. I would literally have to be there. You you would indeed have to be here. If, if I coil the cable, does it change? It makes it much louder. Oh, my. Sorry. I'm just enjoying that. Um, yeah, no, they're going to have to get the, the FAA clearance, and they may already have Ship 25 gone through a lot of the paperwork for that. Probably, and most people are thinking that they still, most of the testing is going to be about getting that first stage off the pad safely for everything. Without destroying the pad. Um, so I think, you know, ship 25 is already built and it's, you know, oh no, if we accidentally break one of the older designs, shucks, we already have, what did they say they're up to now? Um, uh, they're up to booster, people have seen section booster 15 sections and ship 34 sections already up at the production site. So... There, there, there's a lot of parts lying around there, and if they break an old one, oh no! But yeah, no, I feel I mean, like that—that that was part of their whole thing, right? It was like yeah. everything is interchangeable off the shelf. Mm-hmm. So um, they're already working on the launch pad. They've been doing a lot of work there. What What's their solution? Have they posted that? Uh, a water-cooled steel plate and deluge system under the launch mount. Is that going to interfere with their attempt to catch it as it lands? I don't know. We'll <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I do have to say though, they you know it's fun to watch, and they actually this week put out basically like a sizzler reel of the last Starship launch. Mm-hmm. And Before it, it went boom? Or well, no, the, the boom? E- during the boom. Like they, okay. they did a whole thing and that's how they actually announced what the ship and booster was going to be. Because at the very end of the video, they literally have a little thing there that says like, you know, S25 and B9 are next. Dot, dot, dot. So... 
probably be a couple of months to, you know, get everything squared away. And then they got to go through the, you know, the cryogenic and the the spin and the static fires. So do the full stack and pull it down and put it up. Yep. We'll see how it goes. They're going to have to do another environmental impact study, which after their last one may actually take like a long time again well yeah they're also uh environmental groups have sued space no they sued the faa i do believe (laughs) say you guys didn't do your job yes so a bunch of environmental groups sued the faa and the faa and starship are defending it so that might also put a monkey wrench in things if they lose yeah, the lawsuit. I mean, it, to the to the FAA's credit, like they didn't realize that the concrete tarmac underneath it was going to be utterly vaporized. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yep. Oh, that had to be so disheartening for like some of the the employees and the people working on construction to like just watch that and be like, huh, huh, huh. Maybe we should have seen that coming. Yep. That's a lot of power and heat and energy and pressure being directed at that. Yep. Oh, other space news. Guess what's been delayed again? Um, I think we've done all the SpaceX stuff. Mm-hmm. Not SpaceX. Blue Origin didn't have anything. Nope. Who else? is Boeing is in there? Mm-hmm. God, what do they call their bullshit? Starliner. Starliner. Starliner, which Star, had been... So Starliner's delayed? Yes. It was a, the first crewed launch was supposed to be scheduled for July, but um, on <laughs> June 1st, Boeing came out, literally gave everybody an hour's notice going, hey, we've got a press conference in an hour. Mainly, my guess is they didn't want anybody to ask questions. <laughs> Uh, and said that they were standing down for prepping for the crew flight test, which had been scheduled for July, and there was no new test date for the flight. Uh, turns out there are two problems that they just found out. Uh, the parachutes had lower load limit than previously expected. Oh, oh that's not good. No. <laughs> So the parachutes could have possibly snapped, I guess. Yeah, failed pretty significantly, according to the vice president at Boeing. You're you're coming down, and these aren't the, like, emergency parachutes. These are the, we're literally coming down, we need to slow down before we hit the earth, because we're we're re-entrying, and the parachutes would have just been, like, snapped off. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's not good. Yes. Um, and then the second issue is that the tape used to wrap the wire harnesses inside the spacecraft have uh, been found to be flammable. That's not a good thing in a spaceship. No. And we that discovered the- that the hard way. Yes. Twice. Yep. You'd think the first time they would have put it together, but yeah, twice. So Okay. Uh, so Boeing screwed up. Yep. I have to so, imagine though, like is here's my question for you, and I'm sure you don't have the answer to this. Boeing, the the spacecraft manufacturer and the airline manufacturer, like the commercial airplane manufacturer, and the military contractor. Like I know it's all the same company, but is it really the same company? Like, are they not shell companies and, and subsidiaries? They're probably. Or is it literally just like the CEO of Boeing is the CEO of all of them? Well, the guy who was at 
Um, okay, so uh, da, 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 both concerns were highlighted as emerging issues in a May 26th NASA statement. Um, he said, okay, so uh, subsequent studies of both the parachutes and the wiring issues, which had been found only during recent final certification work, led Boeing to conclude that they should halt preparation for the launch. That decision, he said, went to Boeing leadership all the way to chief executive Dave Calhoun. So I guess there is, you know, technically one CEO, but who knows, you know. And technically it looks like, yeah, he is just, is there, is there a, okay, so there's Boeing Commercial Airplanes, Boeing Defense, Space and Security, Boeing Global Services, and Boeing Capital. So those are the one, two, three, four divisions inside Boeing. And then there's a whole bunch of other Boeing subsidiaries, including the Boeing Commercial Space Company and, you know, Boeing Intelligence and Analytics. So it looks like there is some sort of hierarchy inside. Okay. I'm just wondering if, like, the, the whether or not it does, whether or not it should do things like affect the Boeing stock price. I'm sure the space flight is such a, like, small component of their overall expenditure, though. Well, okay, here are employment numbers. Okay, so Boeing commercial airplanes, 41,000 people. Uh, Boeing Global Services, 20,000 people. Boeing Enterprise, 77,000 people. And Boeing Defense, Space and Security, 16,000 people. So not, not, not a large... Not a huge part of it. No. But still, that was kind of surprising going, oh, um, flammable tape and parachutes that might fail. Glad, glad we found those. Yeah, kind of an important thing. Mm-hmm. So the new question is, are we going to see a, a successful Starship flight before we even see a successful Starliner? Test. Yeah, successful test of Starliner. Probably. I mean, SpaceX is just, they, they push real, real, real fast. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what's this about GPT-4 and Minecraft? Oh, somebody took, um, basically GPT-4. Yeah. And let it loose inside Minecraft. Okay, what does that mean? GPT-4 is a large language model. Well, they created a Minecraft bot called Voyager that uses GPT-4 to solve the problems. The language model generates objectives that help the agent explore the game and code that improves the bot's skill at the game over time. So it doesn't actually play the game like a person. It interacts through the API. Interesting. So, okay, so they, they, they have a description here that says it might see a fishing rod in its inventory and a river nearby and use GPT-4 to suggest the goal of doing some fishing to gain some experience. It will then use this goal to have GPT-4 generate the code needed to have the character achieve it. I don't know how I feel about this. So it's using the the AI to basically learn how to explore Minecraft and... Yeah, I hmm, I worry. It looks like comparing to other because they, they if they have a a link to you know basically the white paper and they've got a nice chart here on how uh, how quickly it collected items in Minecraft and how many items it collected versus some of the other basically bots in Minecraft. And it seemed to have been working fine. They and then they had some of the prompts there. Like one of the they show a video here where the prompt is just basically like, you know, hunt pig. And it literally 
will hunt down. It found a pig and killed it. Mm. So they're saying, like, look, you know, if this thing can figure out how to do, you know, tasks in Minecraft, it could easily do things to help automate, you know, mundane office tasks. I mean, they're... I don't know how I feel about this, Andy. Hey, right now I'm working in a job that I know an AI won't be able to replace. Yeah? Yeah? You think so? How is an AI going to come in and install and upgrade hardware? I mean, what what is involved in installing and upgrading hardware, Andy? Unplu- unplugging things and plugging things in? Well, yeah, and we have, we're rerunning all the cabling. We're splicing in the correct components. So unplugging things and plugging things in? Yes, and doing doing some rewiring as well. So if I grabbed a high schooler and showed them pictures of what each step should look like from beginning to end, could they do it? Technically, yes. So I'm, I'm not saying that your job can be done by a high schooler. I am asking this activity that you are describing yes. in the perfect situation... Could. could be done by a high schooler, right? Yes. yes. Now, what you are paid for is not, your well, you're expertise. paid for that, but your expertise and, like, what happens when something goes wrong. Yes. Okay. So if I give the same high schooler some diagnostic equipment with more pictures that says, if it doesn't work, put this wire here, this one here, and this one here. And then that diagnostics feeds into GPT-4, and GPT-4 looks at it and says, oh, you swapped these two plugs. Which, that actually was one of the problems on one of the things I recently went in there. They told me the cabin mic wasn't working. Somebody had plugged the cabin mic into the aux mic input instead of the cabin mic input. (laughs) So that is almost certainly something that could be diagnosed with an AI. Yes. So don't be too... I've got a job that's safe from AI. Are you sure it is? Yeah, no. I head- feel like it, it could be mostly replaced with AI. Well, yes, but you are still going to need an actual physical person. Yes. Yes. Correct. And yes, no, it would be great if the AI could help me out. If it literally was looking at the system and going, okay, you know. Right, cause... like, hang on, let me send a test pulse through this wire. Oh, it showed up here. Yeah, no, these are backwards. Or even just being able to read the hardware log and go, oh, I see this error message happened. And yep. before that, you know, one of the problems was the fact that the UPS unit was not giving out full voltage. Yeah. So, you it know. Could, it could figure that out pretty easy. Yeah. It could go, okay, you know, this problem happened. Let me, you know, go check these things. Oh, look, here is a power dip, you know, that happened right before the unit rebooted. Okay, could be a power issue. You know, go through the, the same, you know, thought, you know, process tree that I have going through my head, just written out in a computer program and then you know just goes looks through the wrong goes okay you know most likely culprit is this unit replace you know send it back in heck the companies have a lot of online ticket systems for repairs could automatically do that too mm-hmm. yeah no that's that's pretty much yeah that's not not even really the future sort of thing there i've seen i can see the writing on the wall for that within Five to ten years, especially with everything inside the vehicle becoming more connected. Right. Yeah. Which is a scary ass future. And mm-hmm. like is the the basis of how many dystopic sci-fi like the AI goes rogue and takes over the cars. 
Like that's a trope at this point. Yes, yes, it is. Speaking of robots, though, uh, Uber Eats. I don't want to speak of robots. I don't want like Uber Eats. Yeah, is going to basically have a robot that looks like a shopping cart, possibly deliver your food for you. So you could you could get a Waymo autonomous vehicle for your ride, and then also um, have sidewalk delivery robots deliver your food for you through Uber Eats. Yeah. So we're just eliminating the people in the gig economy. Yep. You know, this would all be fine if, like, we got rid of one thing. There's there's one thing that I wish we could get rid of, which is the societal construct that everyone should work. Hmm. It If we get rid of the, like, oh, man, people who don't work, they're a drain on society. Like, stop thinking that. And then all of this automation stuff would be great. Yes, but how do the people who don't have jobs survive? Because everyone pays for everyone. And there's the rub. And we should have a universal basic income. Yep, but that's the rub because there are a lot of people who don't who think everything is a zero sum game. Yep. Somebody else has to lose for them to win. But they don't. We can all win. It's like the people talk about, oh, man, the government really needs to be run like a business. And I'm like, no, 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 it doesn't. No, it doesn't. doesn't. The government is not a business. It is not a household. There's a big difference. One of which is the government can create money. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing, both a blessing and a curse right now, is I've had to go through some of the uh, procurement card training for being able to purchase things and that sort of stuff there. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The rules and stipulations and the bureaucracy for it. You know, every dollar, every penny, all the stuff there. But, you know, okay, everything must be accounted for. But if I go to my supervisor and say, I need this, he'll go, okay, and I will be given approval to purchase it. Because yep, we need but it. You, but you have to go through it. Yes, I have to you go have through to do the process. Yes. So, yeah, it's the, it's the good and the bad. It's the bureaucracy of having to deal with all these, you know, different <clears throat> forms and different paperwork and different X, Ys, and Zs. But if the government, you know, you tell the government this needs to get done, the government's like, okay. <laughs> huh. Huh. Hmm. So, yeah, these shopping cart robots are level four autonomy. So level four, level four. Damn, damn. That's that's more than I expected. Mm -hmm. Where are they available? Is this just like San Francisco or something? Uh, The company is eyeing San Jose, Dallas and Vancouver. Cool. I was possibly going to be in San Jose next month. I'm traveling to the West Coast a lot in the next two months. Well, I I love the fact that we had talked about, this is one of the topics, we talked about Phoenix, right? We talked about Arizona last week. Yeah, yeah, because I went to Phoenix. Yes, and how the fact that that city should not be there. It should not exist as a city. It is, that's, that's not a good place to have a city. Well, as I was going through my news for some odd reason, I guess because I had Googled, you know, Phoenix on my, you know, news feed, it popped up the fact that Arizona is actually restricting construction in Phoenix. The state of Arizona has basically said, you're not allowed Stop to. Stop building. <laughs> Nobody's allowed to build in Phoenix. Because there literally is not enough water. Yeah, no shit. Stop building. At the very least, I'm pretty sure Phoenix is not in the Colorado River Basin. Like, it's far, it's too far south. It has its own water supply. But still, stop building there. 
Arizona has imposed uh, that it will deny new certificates of assured water supply, which enable home construction in the city. Good for them. Yep. It might be a little too little too late, but good for them for trying. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was hilarious, the fact that we're talking about Phoenix, and then it pops up on there that, yes, the state of Arizona said, no, <laughs> Phoenix, stop <laughs> it. Fun. You're done. No more. <laughs> oh, um, Cortana is going away. Thank God. Yes. I, God, every single time would start up a Windows computer and she would just pop up going, hi, I'm Cortana. And I'm like, I don't care. I just want to get this Windows box spun up. Yep. For me, it's it's when I accidentally press Windows C instead of Control C. Oh, yeah. It spawns. (laughs) And it doesn't matter if you've closed it. It doesn't matter if you've, like, closed the process. Windows is like, oh, Windows C, you must want Cortana. No, no, I don't. I just have fat fingers. I'm like, I do not. I don't want Cortana. Don't give her to me. Nope, she just pops right up. I don't want her. Do not want. I love how this author was saying, interestingly... When I was talking to Microsoft's Aaron Woodman after the launch of Windows Copilot, I was told explicitly in no uncertain terms that Windows Copilot was not replacing Cortana and that those serve two completely different purposes. And then now they said, "Nope, uh, no more Cortana, but uh, you'll Co-pilot. still be able you'll still be able to access AI experiences in Windows 11, like Windows Copilot." So Cortana is going away in. For Copilot. Yes. Copilot <clears throat> and Bing Chat. Ugh. Yep. Ugh. That, that, that leaves a bad taste. Mm-hmm. Bing Chat. Yep. With GPT-4. Yep. I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I'm worried, and I'm sure I'll change my mind in, like, a couple months, and I'll be like, oh, man, AI. Like, ah. But, like, right now, I'm just like, mm, maybe, maybe Genie is out of the bottle. Maybe this was a bad idea. Heck, when the, was was the open AI, was he the one who had gone to Congress for one yeah, of their? Someone yeah, someone did. Where they were like, we need to be careful about this. Mm-hmm. But the guys in Congress were like, look, we do not move fast enough on this. <laughs> like, by the time we get started on that, it will already be too late. Yep. But it's it's kind of funny watching the, the people in Congress, you know, finally sometimes just agree, like, look, Congress does not move fast. And it really says, like, what mm-hmm. they're for. Nope. Okay. What else do we want to chat about besides GPT? Do you want to talk about NFTs or solar panels? Solar panels? Yes. Let's talk about solar panels. So in Switzerland, yeah, they're going to actually be installing solar panels, not next to train tracks, but literally between the rails of train tracks. <clears throat> huh. Supposedly, there is a train that this company has yeah. that will unroll them like carpet. As it goes. As it goes. Uh-huh. And then they would be able to have that train, you know, roll around and, you know, be able to maintenance and replace them as well. Uh-uh. No, no, no. They're going to do a pilot this summer where they're going I, to I don't have- doubt that they could have a train deploy them. But yeah. service them? 
That's- also, like, is someone going by and and dusting them and keeping them clean? Is someone maintaining them? Well, that's what this pilot is going to... They're doing a pilot program in Western Switzerland where they're going to do a 140-foot stretch near a city where the train will install about 60 solar panels in between the rails. And I, I presume the panels are going to be, like, screwed down into the rails? What happens when you have to replace the wood under the rail? Because that's a thing. Yep. No, I know. I I don't know. Like, I, I feel like servicing the rail gets in significantly harder. Um, dealing with theft is going to be an issue because, like, someone could just come by and take the panels. Well, according to them, mm-hmm. 5,000 kilometers of solar rails, which is the current length of the entire Swiss railroad network, can generate one gigawatt of energy per year. It, when it's, yeah, yeah. I, I assume that's average conditions. That's according to the guys doing the calculations, which is probably the best case of scenario. Only of generating co- it during the day. Yeah. Switzerland is kind of known for mountains. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So I so, presume that a lot of these rails are in shade for some part of the day. Yeah. The um okay, so the panels will remain on the tracks indefinitely or until any maintenance is required in which this case the same train that installed them will go over the tracks and follow the same process to um install them but in reverse. Okay, so rather than so doing any they're just going to take them off and then they're do gonna the maintenance. They're going to hoover them up. Yes. Do you see anything wrong with this? Hey, you know how many times I've driven on the highway, especially out here, you know, on the west side of Michigan, Mm -hmm. and I'm driving down the two lanes of 94, and I look way over on the other side, and I see those two lanes of 94 going in the other direction, and you have Mm -hmm. that green space in the middle that you literally cannot do anything with it. The the emergency pullover green space? The trench for the water green space? Yes. That just sometimes, yes, there is the, the, you know, the big ditch in the middle. Yeah. Often, in fact. Yes. I look at that space and I go, you know what would be great right in there? Bunch of solar panels. Bunch of solar panels. There's, There's things right there. Yeah, and, you know, if they were suspended high enough above the ground, sure. Yes. Of course, if we're doing that, we could also just suspend solar panels above the highway. Also true. Which would make the highway cooler. Yes. Yep. But, again, servicing them becomes an issue. Yeah, that's the one downside. There's actually things that consumers are trying to do with um, getting them mounted high enough and also on farms and then having the farmers grow uh, shaded crops. crops. underneath it. Yeah, we yep. do that actually at work. They, I believe they grow crops under the panels, I think. I think they do. <laughs> but I am all for one of sticking solar panels wherever you can put them. Yeah, like, I, I am a fan of that. I just, the, the idea of the train deploying them and then picking them back up that, like, to repair them seems a little silly. But hey, maybe it'll work. We'll find out. Like I said, Pilot Project Western Switzerland. So. Good for them. Mm-hmm. All right, anything on this list that catches your fancy? Uh, I mean, we got most of them. What's going on with the BAFTA game changing, game awards changing? Oh, they're uh, expanding. They're basically making it more open. So okay. the full I long like list. like openness. Yes. The full long list of games that uh, have been nominated will be made public rather than just the short list. Okay. And then um, previously... 
best game and British game were decided by basically a jury of industry experts. But now best game and British game will be open up to all BAFTA game members, which is over a thousand people now. Oh, neat. I'm I'm pro that. Yes. That so they're good. they're increasing the um well they're basically they're making a shorter deadline for submission just so the fact that people can actually have longer times to actually play the games during the nomination process, both the long list and the short list. Okay. Um they're also cutting down the submission cost too to actually hopefully open this up to more indie developers and publishers. Good on them. So yes, they're they're trying to make it more inclusive, easier for everyone, and have a wider group of people actually mm-hmm. voting on the two major um, two major awards. So and then, of course, here in the United States, we just still don't have what we have the e- the EGAs <laughs> or the VGAs. There's the VGA, the Spike Video Game Awards. Yeah. I think that's 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 it, right? That's the the award for video games. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. All right. Randoms. Randoms. My, Your review. My review, I would like to review a game that uh, Isaac actually started playing, and then I have now kind of taken over because he's moved on. Well, he, like he, 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 keeps, he keeps moving into more and more Minecraft stuff. So even though we don't actually own Minecraft, he just talks about Minecraft because of all the Minecraft videos he's been watching. So the game that uh, we started playing was actually SimCity Build It. And I was like, oh, you're interested in a SimCity game? Okay. I, <laughs> let, me, I, let me talk to you about this. <laughs> I, too, have been interested in SimCity games. Sorry, I'm actually, I guess I had an award that I needed to collect. Um, so it's actually an old game, originally released in 2014. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Um, so it's surprisingly it is still active yeah it's still active and supported still going strong it's you know it's it's sort of like SimCity, where you know you have just an empty land and you have to build residential you have to build commercial you have to build industry basically Mm -hmm. but it's uh sort of like those other like township and that sort of like city building mobile games where you know, you, you have your houses and the houses need certain items in order to basically upgrade. And so these items like schools and police and stuff. Well, like no, that. no, just just like right now here, I'm opening them up. I've got a residential building here in order to get more people to move into the building. I need to give it one set of sunflower seeds and two sets of ores. So like Farmville. Yes. So I've got a factory here that lets me build seeds in 20 minutes and minerals or ores in 30 minutes. So like totally Farmville. Yes. But so, with a SimCity skin. Yes. But there are still some SimCity like parts to it because, you know, I still have to keep track of traffic. Um, I still have to worry about pollution because um, nobody wants to live next to the uh, sewage plant. So I still have to deal with sewer. I still have to deal with power. I still have to deal with police and fire and traffic and pollution. Um, so there's those bits of SimCity in the game. But yes, it's like 
Farmville where it's like, okay, I need to build this. And then, you know, the commercial buildings, like I've got a commercial building here that um, will give me nails and wood. So I have to get, you know, metal and turn the metal into nails and take, you know, the lumber and turn it into wood. And then I've got this furniture building, you know, store, which can build a chair if I have wood and nails and a hammer. It's like, well, how do I get a hammer? Well, I have to go to the building, you know, thing there. And to build a hammer, I need one metal and three wood. You know what this sounds like? Sounds like Farmville or some sort of really weird pyramid scheme. Sounds like Factorio. (laughs) Yes, but this is something that Isaac can actually somewhat understand. He still hasn't figured out the whole, you know, police and fire coverage and pollution. Um, I bet... You could sit Isaac down and he could work out the like tutorial of Factorio. You crash on a spaceship, you're on a planet. It says like, go mine this. Well, he's starting to figure that out now, especially because we have a uh, planet of cubes on his uh, Amazon Fire tablet. And that's a Minecraft clone. And he's actually starting to figure that out on his own, which is interesting. You know, I've walked him through a couple of things going, oh, OK, so this is how you, you know, you make a shovel. And this is mm-hmm. how you make a wooden pickaxe. Oh, you need iron in order to make an iron pickaxe? Okay, you know, we need... I'd be very curious to know how he would handle Factorio. Yes, but I don't want to go down that path. <laughs> so very addictive experience. So yes, so this is basically a timer game with a SimCity skin. With a SimCity skin, it. okay. Yep. And clearly has your interest. Well, it had Isaac's interest for a bit. Yep. And so I went into it, but then, you know, I'm sitting there going like, well, you want this? You want, you know, you want leaks. Okay, leaks means I need to get seeds. Okay, seeds need to be in the factory. Factory to leaks. Leaks to get to the food. It's just, ugh. When you start getting two or three levels high, you're just like, okay, what's the point of this? And I think, you know, once once the build times started reaching like 20, 30 minutes or hours, you know, we're only playing this for like a half hour before he goes mm-hmm. to bed. So it's like, okay, he sets up all these things, but then he just... So that you know, the next day they're ready. Yes, but that only takes like two or three minutes and then he's already bored by it. Ah, because he's sitting there just watching the timers and he's like, well, can't we? There's nothing else you can do. Yeah. It's like, well, we can spend these. They have premium bucks Mm -hmm. in there. And I'm just like, well, yeah, technically, yes, you could spend some premium premium bucks to do it. But spending 28 premium bucks just to fast forward your production of a lemon just seems a little silly. (laughs) So it, it was interesting. But yes, I've hit we've hit the you know, timer wall quite hard. Yeah. The just, it's not that interesting anymore. Yep. You know, they're, they, they, like I said, it's still active in development. So they actually had like seasons in this season, you know, special goals where you would actually get buildings from uh, Florence. And uh, oh, that's why the Duomo is on their, yes, their like splash page. Yes. This season is Florence. I've seen um, other things in the past because like, I've, I, you can actually visit other places cities because you can actually do trading with them and that sort of thing um and i've seen things like paris in there i've seen um i think like the hanging gardens of babylon 
just, you know, a lot of like interesting classical buildings, which yes, you could get, you know, the keys in order to get that in order to purchase. So you can get some of these buildings without actually, without actually having to pay the premium bucks, which is interesting. So, you know, you could have your own little really weird looking city with, you know, the Eiffel Tower sitting next to the Empire State Building next to next the, to the Duomo. Ne- yeah, next to the Duomo if you wanted to. Uh... So, yep, that's it. SimCity Build It, available Play Store and iOS. Okay. That's Random my... topic. Yep. Random topic rolled ahead of time. Sock, shoe, sock, shoe, or sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Yeah, that's... Clearly. Yes. What, what monster... <laughs> What deviant does I shouldn't say that because there may be people who do it and if, you know what I, if that's I, how you do it that's your choice I, ha- I it's have not mine I have seen it I have seen it I done. don't wait wait but like your shoes should be at the front of your house your socks are in your closet are you carrying your socks down to the shoes or are you wearing your shoes to your bedroom nope nope the shoes are by the door but like they, someone who does sock shoe sock shoe yes that they put the sock on at the door and then put the shoe on over the sock and then go so to the other foot carrying their socks yes walking barefoot through the house yes barefoot through the house which granted I've done like I have done that but I still put both the socks on and then both the shoes on there I feel like there's less task switching yeah I for one am all about the sock sock shoe shoe especially yes if my feet are cold I will leave the socks on so then you know I'm already in sock mode you know so I don't have to you know I'm not gonna go backwards right I'm already in sock, I'm trying to think sock, if I've so. ever taken off like one shoe then taken off that sock then taken off the other shoe then that sock I know can't think of a time I can't I've think of that, that either no it's it's always been shoe shoe sock 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 yeah who is this an Aaron one <laughs> I'll have to look but I don't think so but yeah no is it Jamie like <laughs> sock shoe sock that's just weird who submitted this even, even just saying that that is just weird sock shoe sock Andy shoe. yeah who submitted this this was uh, an interesting observation done uh, on my children. Uh-huh. And other children that they interact with. Uh-huh. And who's doing the sock shoe, sock shoe, Andy? Uh, other kids. Okay. <laughs> nope. Nobody that I expected to be associated with, nor, you know, I'm thankful that I'm not associated with anybody who does sock shoe, sock shoe. I, I, I'd be worried. Like... What are you saying? If I if I stumble across somebody who sock shoe sock shoe, I should look at them and be like, "Are you okay?" I, I mean, I, I didn't say it. <laughs> I just worry. I just worry. So yes, that sock, was sock shoe sock shoe. Yes, sock shoe sock shoe. I guess it's it's better than sock. What would, what, how would you do that? You couldn't do like sock shoe shoe sock. No, nope, that would Because then work. you're putting your shoe over your sock and that just or your sock over your shoe. See, that's what I first thought when I was reading through what you had sent. I'm like, who's putting socks on top of their shoes? Oh no! Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this. No, 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 no. 
You're going to think about this now every time you watch somebody put their socks and shoes on. Unfortunately. (laughs) Oh, on that note, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.